Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Today is our last episode, and I cannot pass up the opportunity to talk to you about something that has, I think, kind of steadily been growing in importance. It was very important when it first came out, and I am talking about Google's EAT, the Expertise, Authority, and Trust Evaluation. Uh, when it first hit the world, hit the search engines, and um, I think it must have been like 2015 maybe was when it made like a, a, this first ripple effect in health, uh, finance, or the health and finance are the two I, I really remember it hitting. It changed rankings. Wow. For these sites that were just at the top all the time and all of a sudden they weren't. Um, so I wanted to talk with you about that because you work in one of those industries where it's incredibly important. And on top of that, you have the credentials to stand head and shoulders above people who do not. Mm-hmm. So what I kind of wanted to start us with is just kind of looking at, um, especially newer writers or businesses looking to hire writers. They think, you know, I, I'm a great writer. I can research and write about anything. Sure. Right. Um, but with looking at Google's EAT and your experience, why is nutrition and healthcare maybe not one of those spaces? Um, I mean, yes, you could write it. You know, and a lot of websites are doing a little workaround on this thing where they have a whoever writer mm-hmm. who are probably paying a lot less to write the article and then putting medically reviewed by somebody with a credential Mm. and I have done that a lot for people. Okay. So rather than paying me $800, $1,200 to write the article, they can pay somebody 50 and pay me 300 bucks to just look at it. Okay. And then they can put my name on it. So that's actually been kind of a profitable thing for me to do because it doesn't take much time for me Uh and they get the benefit at the same time. Okay. That makes sense. And Mm -hmm. I think that that, that works, that probably works out really well for the, again, it all just depends on your audience. So I'm just, I'm thinking here, I think that that would work really well, like for, so some of my clients have been in the supply chain space, right? And so if the articles we're writing are meant to attract like a CEO or um, the person in charge of, of, you know, uh, service, uh, acquiring services, right? Mm -hmm. They may not necessarily have a super intimate knowledge of supply chain, right? Um, So something like that could definitely work. Not that we have to have a medical credential or anything like that. Sure. But, you know, it could, let's say it could be like ghostwritten, for example. 
But if your audience was, if you say you were a supply chain technology company and your audience were, was the warehouse managers or the head of warehousing in a company and they would have incredibly intimate knowledge of supply chain and its functions and, and everything, that may be harder because mm-hmm. you would want to demonstrate a more sophisticated knowledge in your content in order to attract that proper audience. Yeah. So I could see that, you know, like, cause you work with some supplement companies and depending on who they're trying to attract, if it's not the, the B2C and maybe they're trying to attract wholesalers or something, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm, I think more of the people who are doing this are more like just the popular right. websites or people like people that know nothing about anything, just go on there to learn about nutrition. Or yes. Whatever. Right. And that, that would work out really well for that. So that yeah. is definitely, I think, a cost effective, um, measure for for businesses in that space so that's interesting then that that's kind of a development that's played out in your industry as a result of the ea mm-hmm. um so i'm wondering then how does this impact the search engine optimization goals you've mentioned that you know a lot of the work that your team does is you know there'll be like 500 word articles your space online is so crowded. There's so much. So, you know, what can businesses who are working in this space do in terms of reaching their search engine optimization goals? These key, some of these keywords are impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think the most important thing, and I have a lot of RDs that I work with other mm-hmm. RDs who we go to write for their stuff. And I haven't had that big of a challenge with them and helping them move up in their rankings because their niches are very narrow. That's nice. You know, and so like one of my clients, all she focuses is on post bariatric, which is weight loss surgery. Yeah. So she's killing it on every single one of those things because we've written these amazing articles for her that are the guides to like keto for bariatrics and high protein diets for bariatric. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, I think even if you're a supplement company or even if you're another health professional is finding those niches that right. the keywords, you're never going to rank for best weight loss diet or you're just not. Yeah. But like, like right now I'm doing one that's like the combination of eating disorders and digestive problems. Hmm. That's going to be something that's going to be probably pretty easy for me to get ranked because it's such a like, niche kind of, you know, topic. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have the background knowledge to make those distinctions too. That's incredibly valuable. Yeah. So I think that working with somebody who like knows nutrition and then knows the SEO stuff and like what we're looking for is kind of where the magic sweet spot is. And then if you can put like somebody with a degree of some kind, even if it's not me, you know, these, uh, these colleagues of mine, they're going to put their names on it. And they're the mm-hmm. experts in these areas. Yeah. So do it. It's good to hear. <laughs> All is not lost. Um, so I was just wondering, uh, have you had or do you have any clients where uh, localization might be of value, right? Like um, you're in Tennessee, Nashville, um, you know, writing and setting up website content in such a way that maybe if they don't rank for, um, you know, the best weight loss whatever, but they might rank for the best weight loss, you know, uh, counselor, dietitian in Nashville. 
Yes. Right. Like yeah. that, that would probably work out pretty well for them. Right. Yeah. I have one right now that's in Corvallis, Oregon. Mm-hmm. There's a small town and you know, there's like two other clinics that have dietitians there and I'm going to kill it on this one. I'm just going to blow it out of the water because that's well, and that's something I don't know if, if you have your setup yet, but I actually just this past weekend set up my Google My Business. I'm waiting for the little card to send me oh. the pin um, because I hadn't set that up yet. I do rank number one for my business name, which is great. Defy the status quo. Number one. Well, um, but I hadn't set up Google My Business yet. And there's, you know, you get the reviews, but you can also do like posts and you can set up events in there. So if you do events, you can schedule events or whatever. And I was like, why haven't I set this up yet? Like I like I hadn't done it before, but I was like, I know this is going to be easy because it's Google. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why haven't I done this yet? And people are like, oh, you're in the DMV. And for those of you who don't know, that's D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And there's tons of businesses headquartered here. Why haven't you set up Google My Business? And I'm like, I don't know. So I did it this weekend. <laughs> good. Well, that's a that great might be, for might be something to consider. No, if your good. clients haven't had it. I mean, some. I mean, if they're local, more local, then they probably have it set up. But if if they're looking to rank nationally or internationally and still haven't set up their Google My Business, it might be helpful. Yeah, that's great. I should do it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, right? I'm just like, look, I just did it this weekend, so no shade. <laughs> no shade. <laughs> yeah, like I I'd actually rather work with local clients because I could go meet them or, you know. Yeah, and and I think people also undervalue like if you live in a place where there are people you can work with Um, do not underestimate the value of being able to meet. Like you don't even have to be super close, but if you're like, yeah, we can meet halfway. So that's a, to say they're an hour away. It's a 30 minute drive for both of us. They don't necessarily have to meet with you every single week or whatever to be happy about it. Maybe Mm -hmm. they try to meet with you once a quarter or semi-annually once you guys start working together. But people really do like that. They like it a lot. I have a local client who, We've been together for two years and it's so easy. And I've only seen him once. See, I have a local client too. And we're at like, uh, it's like two years and a quarter or something that we've been working together. And it was completely on accident that, uh, that we got together because they were on Upwork and I was on Upwork. And then it turned out we were both in Maryland and I've been to their a company's Christmas party the last couple of years. I've been to a birthday party or two. <laughs> And it's just how it plays out. They're not super close. They're they're not close enough to me in Maryland for me to want to be there every week or anything. They have a nice office, though, let me tell you. But I I wouldn't want to make that drive every week because that's part of why I quit my business. I don't want to be driving to work every day. But it is nice to be able to go to see them. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I have for you today, actually. And it was just it was really nice to talk about this, um, especially the expertise, authority and trust. It's nice to hear that there's still some space for writers who maybe just have the passion for things like nutrition and health, but maybe not the credentials, but there's still space for them. But it also doesn't necessarily push out people like you who have worked really hard for their certifications and their experience and their knowledge. Um, I actually used to write in the fitness space because I used to be a personal trainer and it's so incredibly crowded, (laughs) but, but again, it is, it is really nice. So where can people connect with you. I will be putting these things in the show notes, but I'm the person who listens to the podcast and actually goes and searches right after I'm done listening. So 
Um, Where can we find you? You can always visit my website, AnnaRiseDorf.com. Um, I'd love to if you come and join me over on Instagram at nutrition underscore writers and then LinkedIn, Anna Reisdorf or Reisdorf Writing Service. We have um, a business page as well. Awesome. And yeah, I love your Instagram content. I really do. Like it's um, it's fun, but you do great with your photos and then your captions. Like there's so much like your photos catch my eye every time. And I love your like silly faces. And and then, you know, I click on the caption and I know I'm going to get something good, which is saying something because I, I, I carefully follow people on Instagram because it's easy to fall into like really vapid, shallow content there. So I appreciate the effort you put into your, your Instagram content. I will say that. It's been a group effort. Thank you. You are welcome. (laughs) Um, yes. So if you fit into the audience that, you know, is Anna's Facebook group, um, I would highly recommend if you haven't already, um, you go find that. What is the Facebook group name? RDs who write. Yes, RDs who write. So I would search that and go find it so you can, you know, surround yourself with other people who are looking to do what you do or want to do, right? You want to do this perhaps. And then of course it sounds like Anna's paid products are worth taking a look at, which I would also recommend you do that. She, we've had the opportunity to kind of intimately go over our business goals and our business achievements. And I have always been incredibly impressed with what she's done. So if you are an RD who wants to write, then you should check her out. And even if you're not an RD who wants to write, you should probably follow her on social media and stuff. Cause like I said, her Instagram content is killer. <laughs> Thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. You are welcome. And yes, I'm really excited for these episodes to go live. There's so much value here. And thanks again for being on. Thank you.